here. It's gonna be better. It's gonna be different. I got a really good feeling about it this year. It's gonna be better. It's got so much promise. Hey there, friends and neighbors. Dan Cavallari, Dawn Patrol MTB, and this is an episode of In the Garage. Normally, this would take place in my garage. Uh, but today, we're actually on the road. We're here in Golden, Colorado at Alchemy Bicycles Experience Center. And I am here to chat with uh, Alchemy's founder, Ryan Canazaro. Ryan, nice to, nice to, well, welcome yeah. to my garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming by. Yeah, this it's is kind good. of, uh, this is kind of like our garage. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to borrow it. I'm co-opting it for today. Um, Ryan, you know, you, you uh, recently opened this space, I mean, like a month ago, right? Yeah. Up and a half ago. So yep. the Experience Center, uh, what exactly is it besides just, you know, they get this cool coffee bar. Uh, we got all the manufacturing back here. We got this beautiful showroom. Yeah. What is the Experience Center uh, and why did you decide that this was uh, something you wanted to pursue? Um, it's mostly a destination for our riders and riders uh just in the area can come by um as you can see we we kind of designed it to be a place for uh cyclists to hang out mm -hmm. so um like you said we we've only been in this location for uh about a month um we opened up the doors uh a little over a month ago um but the idea is come by uh get an espresso a beer soda water if you're riding the local trails or um uh you know roads you can stop by and hang out talk bikes nice. see bikes see bikes being made yeah. as well i'm totally going to abuse this i'm going to be here all the time <laughs> one of my 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 favorite rides is right out the door here is apex yeah uh and you know not far from here is matthew's winters in that direction right uh lots of riding so people can actually come here uh can they demo a bike and actually go oh, yeah. to the trails yeah so we have a full demo fleet mm -hmm. um that you can come and and ride um you know you basically like you said you have apex right mm -hmm. there matthews winners right across the street as yeah. well yeah. um so that was part of the reason why we loved moving to this location um is that you can ride right out of here sure now the experience center is really cool it is quite an experience it's a beautiful space there's the bar right here there's the manufacturing but i guess the the big question i think a lot of people will, will, will want to ask is what is exactly alchemy bicycles i mean where did it come from how long has it been around tell me just briefly uh how did how was alchemy born and how did you end up here so um the company was founded i founded the, co the company in 2008. um we basically started in a spot smaller than this showroom. Okay. Um, it was literally a garage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the and best things start in a garage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and really, the uh, the goal, the dream, uh, was to just uh, produce uh, what we felt was the best bicycle um, and not cut any corners. So, from day one, two thousand and eight, it was all about just producing the best bicycle um and then kind of you know charging what we had to charge for that bike instead of the other way around and starting with uh maybe price first um or or, or other factors like we, I, I find that the the i founded the company just to um really produce a better bicycle not cut any corners mm -hmm. uh so we started um as a titanium 
uh, and Kromali custom builder. Right. Um, and the titanium part of it was what really interests me because you can really fine tune the ride quality of titanium bikes by picking certain types of titanium, wall thicknesses, diameter, um, things like that, putting bends and, you know, chain stays or seat stays um, and really uh, fine tune the ride quality. Mm -hmm. um, in 2010, uh, Matt Machuzak uh, started uh, at Alchemy and brought carbon fiber. Um, so uh, he's our engineer uh, here, product developer, and he brought carbon fiber to Alchemy. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, he's still here, um, still designs all the bikes, um, full suspension bikes. Um, so we've, yeah, just grown, uh, over the, the, uh, you know, what has it been now? Jeez, 14 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, we, un we moved here, uh, and like I said, just about a month ago. Yeah. yeah. What, what were you doing before you started Alchemy? I was just working corporate. Yeah. Corporate life, yeah. But my uh, dream ever since college was to have a bike manufacturing company. Um, so uh, everything I did in college, really, uh, business school was on bikes and bike manufacturing and doing research and yeah. talking to bike shops, talking to other people in the industry and just trying to find my way in this industry. So, I mean, that, that in itself is pretty unique. I mean, coming at this from a business perspective, I think a lot of people come into this with a whole lot of passion and yeah. not a whole lot of business sense. Um, it yeah. seems like you came in with both. Well, I had the passion, but yeah, um, did my research and, and yeah, brought this, you know, I had to do a business plan and whatnot to find the investment and, you know, brought the business side to it as well. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were coming up with this idea and, and there was already a crop of manufacturers putting out pretty excellent bikes, yeah. um, going into that, I mean, first of all, that must have been daunting uh, to, to be going up against those heavy hitters. But second of all, you had to know that you had to do something different. Um, what was that focus? What was the difference uh, that you were hoping to bring to everybody? Uh, just not compromising, you know, on, on everything from the materials we use to, uh, on the frames to uh, the components that we put on the frame. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, my original goal was just to not compromise on quality. Mm -hmm. So everything that we've done from the very beginning has been that. Um, where even to, you know, today on the mountain bikes, mm -hmm. like going full fox factory for example yeah. on like a gx build you know that that that's that's you know our core that's what we do so so the like you said before the price follows the uh the cachet of the bike in a yeah. sense um has there been any uh over the years has there been any pushback on that where people are saying well i love your bikes but i just wish there was like an entry-level model or anything like that it's been brought up quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just not something that, I mean, it's funny you ask that because we just had a meeting the other day about like, are we missing some of the market mm -hmm. by not having that lower price point bike? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the answer is probably yes, but um, that's not the DNA of alchemy. That's mm -hmm. not what we've been doing for, uh, you know, since 2008. Mm -hmm. um, so... In my mind, you know, going, trying to 
chase that price game uh, to sell more bikes is just not something uh, me as the founder is willing to do. Sure. And I guess, you know, when you think about alchemy, it is sort of a, I hate to use this term because it's kind of lazy, but boutique, right? Totally the boutique. fancier way to say it is bespoke these right. days. Uh, is that something that y you, you don't bristle at that term? I mean, is it something like that, that that's become a core tenet of what you're doing? I mean, to have that sort of cachet, but also the yeah. performance aspect. I mean, does bespoke and does custom and, and uh, boutique, that appeals to you as a business, yes? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the performance follows that. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not doing this to sell 100,000 bikes, you know, a year. Mm -hmm. um, we, we like that boutique kind of feel. Um, we like being uh, direct to consumers, or as we call it, direct to rider, mm -hmm. um, to keep that kind of boutique, smaller quantity, keep the quality high, mm -hmm. and just do what we love. Sure. Now, one of the things that does separate you from a lot of the competition is that we're here in Golden, Colorado, like I said, and I'm look, you're teasing me, I'm looking at the trails right from here, yeah. and here we're sitting here in the air conditioning and talking. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things that does separate you from a lot of the competition is that you are manufacturing right here in-house. Yeah. Tell me a little bit, of, has that always been the case? Did you start uh, with in-house manufacturing? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we started as a titanium and chromoly, uh, mostly road, uh, custom, so built to order, um, custom geometries. In 2015, we, we built the first uh, full suspension carbon fiber uh, mountain bike in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So um, our core DNA is kind of USA made uh, bikes. Um, the, uh, the Arctos is still prototyped here, but not made here just because we outgrew uh, what we're capable of doing in this facility. Mm -hmm. um, we still do all the prototyping. We still make all the the uh, prototypes, we ride them, um, uh, we build them here um, to uh, test them. Um, you know, what we do uh, back there, manufacturing bikes is really uh, at the, is, is really ingrained in us. Yeah. It wasn't until, you know, I think maybe five years ago, six years ago that I wasn't back there uh, building bikes, mm -hmm. you know, and same with Matt, engineer, you know, so yeah, it's it's what we love to do. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that you do differently uh, in the manufacturing process. You you walked us through the the manufacturing space a little while ago and uh, showed us some things that I've you know I've seen some aspects of that done at other companies, but not quite the way you're doing it. So tell me a little bit about some of the um, without you know you don't have to give away your trade right. secrets, but right. just some of the things that you're doing that are a little different. So on the um, Carbon fiber road and gravel bikes, um, we build those in a tube-to-tube -tube construction. There are several reasons why we do that. One is we can get custom geometries out of it. So we can pretty much build any geometry uh, using a tube-to-tube -tube construction. We also have our proprietary layup schedules. So with carbon, if you change the way that those fibers kind of overlay each other, mm -hmm. it totally changes the way that the bike functions. So uh, we use a tube-to-tube -tube construction. We have different layup schedules for every single tube of the bike. So, you know, a down tube needs to function different than a top tube. So we have um, uh, we have different layup schedules for that. So that's super proprietary to 
to our manufacturing mm -hmm. process where most road and gravel carbon fiber bikes are made as a, a monocoque. Right? So it's, it's a little bit different. Um, it allows us to do custom geometries. It allows us to fine tune the ride quality of the bike. Um, it also creates a closed chamber uh, within the bike where a lot of monocoque frames are not. Um, so um, we think that that closed chamber kind of helps a little bit with the road chatter as well. Um, we also do titanium bikes out of here, which are pretty unique in themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we do all the mitering, welding, bending, uh, everything uh, in-house. Um, we have our kind of custom blend titanium that we use. It's all USA titanium, USA made titanium, but obviously we can't make that in-house. Where sure. the carbon, we actually start with the prepreg and we make all the tubes in-house. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is still kind of our proprietary blend of titanium, um, wall thicknesses, type of titanium that we use, where we put bends, where we squash, you know, down tubes and, and, and things like that. that. That all has to do with the ride characteristics of the bike. Um, on the mountain bike side, what we do uh, different than a lot of manufacturers is we make the actual bike here first. So... Uh, we create the layup schedules, we build the bike, all of us ride it, um, you know, we'll make changes, uh, we'll do everything in-house before we hand it off to our partner that can produce them sure. at the quantities that we need them to produce. So we know when we hand it off, it is getting made the exact same way as we would make it in-house. Yeah, yeah. So all the prototyping happens here, and it's actually pretty neat. There's that there's that one prototype back there that's a full bike, yeah. uh, totally unpainted, unbranded, but you, yeah. you know, you can test that right here on the trails and get a exactly. sense of whether it lives up to the alchemy standards. I mean, without yeah. having to outsource things, it's, uh, it's all housed right here. So just a lot more control over, over the parameters of what you're doing. It is a lot more control. And we also then know what we're getting as an end product coming back to mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. because it's like, here's exactly how we want it manufactured, yeah, yeah. you know, how we want the layup, sure. the weight of the bike. Um, you know, so uh, we've even worked with, uh, you know, with our partnership to build them at higher quantities um, to, uh, to build them the way that we want them. So, you know, sometimes we'll get a uh, we'll have the conversation with them because it's like, oh, can we change this so it's easier, you know, to produce in quantities? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you can't. But here's what we did to produce it and how we made it. Right. And then that conversation happens back and forth mm -hmm. because we want it made the same way that we manufacture it here uh, to start. Mm -hmm. One of the neat things about this facility is that it is set up to control almost every aspect of the manufacturing right down to paint, which we're yep. gonna talk about in just a second. But uh, I wanna talk a little bit about scale. I mean, you, you think about the this facility and what you're capable of doing here. Usually these the, that kind of capability is reserved for much larger brands. I mean, because it takes a lot of money and it takes a lot of uh, planning and effort. How did you get there uh, so quickly, first of all, and that's at a smaller scale that um, clearly that's something you want to maintain is that smaller scale for yeah. uh, more control or whatever it is. But how did you how did you scale that down so that it works for you? We'll return to Dan and Ryan's conversation after this short break. 
Whether you ride your bicycle for recreation, transportation, adventure, or competition, the Outspoken Cyclist has you covered. Show host Diane Jenks rubs virtual elbows with custom frame builders, legislators, Tour de France and Olympic champions, and even moms whose kids aspire to be the next gold medalist. Subscribe to the Outspoken Cyclist on your favorite app, or go to OutspokenCyclist.com for show notes, links, and photos from every episode. The Outspoken Cyclist, podcasting since 2010. Now let's get back to Dan and Ryan's conversation from the Alchemy Bikes Experience Center in Golden, Colorado. Clearly, that's something you want to maintain is that smaller scale for yeah. uh, more control or whatever it is. But how did you how did you scale that down so that it works for you? So it's been a learning process, I guess, over the years. Uh, you know, we when we built that, I guess, when we built the full suspension bike uh, in-house. So we originally started making it here before we outgrew our production. So the first Arctos... Uh, 27.5 uh, was was built here. Um, so I think, it, I guess my point of that is, is Matt and I always talk and it's not like in 2010, we were just gonna come out and build a full suspension bike. Right. <laughs> so it's been this process, like I said, at the, at the beginning of this conversation, we started off in like a 900 square foot garage and Really, it's been this, you know, 14 year process of just learning and building, learning and building and getting better at it and getting better at it and getting better at it. I, I think you, you mentioned something about, um, you know, how do, how do we, you compete with the bigger companies? And that's always been our issue because um, we put most of our time and energy into the product. Right. And we don't have the, you know, and it's kind of like we let the product kind of market itself. Mm -hmm. And that's been uh, really how we've scaled mm -hmm. over the years. We don't, we don't have the capabilities uh, like some of the bigger brands to go out there and market and spend a ton of money on marketing sure. and, and things like that. So that's been the biggest struggle of scaling mm -hmm. is just getting word out there um, and, you know, getting more people on the bikes. Uh, once people usually ride them, you know, they're, they're stuck on them. Right. So it's worked for us. Uh, so one of the other things that separates you from a lot of other builders, especially boutique builders, is that you're doing a lot of your paint in, or all of your paint in house. Uh, tell me about that process. Cause you use a pretty interesting process called Cerakote. Tell me about that process. So we do offer Cerakote. Um, Cerakote is a, a ceramic coating. Um, you can apply it a lot in, in a lot thinner layer and it's going to be very durable. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a process that, uh, we've been working on over, uh, the past year. Uh, we do it in-house. It's very rare for the bike industry. Um, we've really figured out the process. We've worked with Cerakote. That's, that's actually the brand name. Uh, to apply it to carbon fiber and apply it to, to bicycles. But we also use PPG paint. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the unique things that we do on, the, on, on both sides, both the Cerakote and the paint side, is that we don't use any decals. Mm -hmm. So everything that you see on the frames is painted on the frames, mm -hmm. where um, a lot of the frames, especially mass-produced frames, uh, They'll, they'll lay down the decal and then they'll clear coat over that to basically seal that decal in there. 
um, where everything here is hand painted. The other thing that we do is we don't use any fillers to, uh, to smooth out the frame. So a um, uh, lot of manufacturers will fill in kind of low points in the frame or uh, and then and then so and then paint over it. Um, we don't do that. We we use clear coat for everything. So a lot of our customers on the road and gravel side um, will just put a few logos on it. Uh, maybe um, you know paint the inside of the fork or something like that, and then just clear coat over the frame so that you can see all the carbon. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see basically the craftsmanship that has gone into the bike. Yeah, that's so pretty cool. The whole process is a, is a little bit different, which is a little hard to to communicate as well, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to it's hard for a customer until they actually see it in person sure. to understand. Wow, I can really, if I clear coat the frame, I can see everything that went into it. Mm -hmm. Every every piece, you know, carbon fiber that's been laid down and see the quality of the build as well. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, uh, you know, a lot of this, we, we talked about how beautiful the bikes look and, you know, the boutique aspect of it, but there's also a lot of engineering in it and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of product and R&D testing behind it. Tell me a little bit about the sine wave suspension, because I think that's sort of a key aspect of the Arctos and the mountain bikes you're making. Um, mm -hmm. How did you land with that suspension design and what makes it different? We met David Earl, who was the uh, uh, original um, designer and had the patents on the sine suspension. So David Earl has a lot of experience from working uh, with Santa Cruz uh, way back on the VPP system. Right. Um, then he kind of went off on his own, uh, started his own company, uh, and, um, patented the Yeti switch system. Mm -hmm. Yeti, uh, decided to go with the, uh, the switch infinity. Um, so David used the patents from the, um, switch that, that he owned. Uh, and what he had kind of learned from the VPP and his whole career and created the sign suspension. So we met David and became really good friends and Matt, our engineer and David, they're our super good friends. And um, we ended up purchasing those patents uh, from David. Um, and then for the past three or four years, it's all in-house. So. Uh, originally, David was the designer of the kinematics, um, but over the years, we've taken it over and 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 you know designed all the kinematics on on the bike. Mm -hmm. um, to most recently, um, really coming up with uh, the kinematics that for three different models. So for the um, for the uh, rear suspension, we have the 120, the 135, and the 150, mm -hmm. uh, and it's all on the same frame. So you can actually convert the frame. Right. So, you know, we sell conversion kits as well. Um, and that, that was all done in-house. All the kinematics were done in-house. And again, just like we were talking about on components and spec and quality, um, when we had the idea to uh, make one frame three different travels the conversation that matt and i had was we will not do it if we have to uh compromise on the kinematics mm -hmm. so great idea right 
because it kind of future proofs your bike. Or if you travel and ride, uh, you know, different uh, trails where, you know, maybe your backyard, you want a 120. Right. right. But you go out to Moab or something, you want a 150, you don't need two bikes. Um, you literally in 10 minutes can convert your bike from a 120 to a 150. But that's what we wanted. That was the goal. But never the compromise on the kinematics of it. So we didn't want, uh, you know, a bike that was good, but not great at everything. And um, fortunately, uh, Matt was able to design the, the kinematics to, to work mm -hmm. uh, by using, you know, uh, just different shock and, and an extender link mm -hmm. in there to get the right kinematics. Mm -hmm. So really, I mean, and that, the the Arctos is an interesting beast because I've ridden it in all three configurations. I've done the 120, I've done the, the 135 yeah. and the 150. Um, and what's remarkable about it is that the kinematics do feel familiar, yeah. regardless of what uh, setup you're running. It, it all feels very um, similar across the, the platforms. Um, the geometry changes slightly, but it doesn't feel like it's... Uh, compromising, you know, when you go, especially if you go from the 150 to 135, right? Uh, it's remarkably similar. You're just right. getting more travel. Yeah. Um, what were some of the design challenges there? I mean, how did how did you work around that and make sure that that consistency was uh, was translatable across the platforms? Was that just really, you know, Matt in in the computer yeah. running numbers, or was that a lot of actual going out and, and riding the bike? It's both. Yeah. I mean, you can see with the kinematics, you can see the you know, you can see it on the computer mm -hmm. and you can mock it up and keeping that kind of sine wave, right? Um, throughout all three travels was the key. And I think that's what you're feeling because, you know, you want what, what the sign, you, you want to keep the kinematics kind of like when you're pedaling uphill, um, you know, where you're sitting at and, and, and then, you know, when you're going down. So the idea behind it is to try and keep that sine wave um consistent mm -hmm. through all three travels mm -hmm. it's a pretty interesting process because you can change any point on there and change that the kinematics of it and lose that sine wave right. which the suspension platform's known for mm -hmm. so we had to be able to come up with all three that work in the same kind of pivot point same area mm -hmm. without giving up what the the sign suspension is known for sure so tell me what's next for Alchemy. What do you have on the horizon now that you've got this amazing <laughs> facility and, and uh, you've got this up and running? And I assume it's completely easy now for you and no no speed bumps at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> what's what's next? What's on the agenda for Alchemy in the next year or so? So um, we really want to build out, uh, you know, making this kind of that destination point. Um, we just came out with a program called Dare Golden. So. We have a, a DARE program in place. We've always had it in place. And that's basically the uh, Discover the Alchemy Ride Experience, where um, you can uh, purchase a, a bike from us and ride it on your local trails. And you have 30 days, like no questions asked. You know, if if you're not happy with the bike sure. um, on, your, on your local trails, you can, um, you know, you can return it doesn't happen it's very rare sure but um we also created when we moved into this location the dare golden package where um our riders can come out uh 
buy a bike, stay at the hotel for free for a night. Um, get a so we're in this kind of area you've seen. There's a coffee shop. Yeah. There's a brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, get a twenty dollar uh, gift coup, uh, uh, basically card for the brewery, mm-hmm. and get a um, burrito and coffee in the morning from the coffee shop. Uh-huh. So um, we really want to work on that. We we think it's a new buying experience in the industry where you can come straight to the manufacturer um and see the bikes being made uh so building that out um i think is is really a a goal of ours um not only for the customer to have the experience but also for us to get to know our our customers our riders better um so that is uh super cool and that's what what has us excited right now is to really build that out of course you know the conversation is always an e-mountain bike you know uh, and the question is always when are you guys going to get into you know the e-mountain bikes um so you know we keep an eye on that type of stuff but um it's really uh just about making sure that we keep up with the um you know, with the newest, latest and greatest technology and our bikes have it. So, um, as we develop more bikes, we always consider what's out there, uh, what can make our, our bikes better. Yeah. And, um, and, and we explore it, Mm -hmm. um, as far as like the e-mountain bike side go, it's really hard. We talked about how we're a smaller company, boutique company. Um, it's really hard for a company our size to um to keep up with that technology mm-hmm. um you know you're you're talking about a couple year development process and then um and and how quickly are the batteries and motors and everything changing right and so the the time and effort that goes into it so um we we look at the 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 e mountain bikes and and we we want to uh you know hopefully someday get into that because we think it's here to stay we think it's 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 super cool um it gets a lot of people on bikes you go faster you go further um but uh you know a company our size it's a it's a big investment to um to invest in something like that where the technology is changing so sure. so quickly and so often yeah uh, Ryan Canazaro, uh, Alchemy Bicycles. I'm going to ask you the hardest question of the whole interview. <laughs> Where can people find you on social media? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, add Alchemy Bicycles or Alchemy Bikes, okay. uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and if or, people want to come out here and check out the the center, uh, the the experience center, they can find all that information on the website. Yeah, it's all on the website. Um, you know, if you want to travel out here and stay in the hotel, we book all that for you. Cool. So that's just a simple phone call and say, Hey, I want, I want to do this, you know, their golden package and we'll arrange all the travel for you. Uh, once you come in the town, um, we can even get you to and from the airport if you need it, uh, and book your hotel room. So cool. It's, uh, have you guys book all my travel. <laughs> yeah, <great. laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd have to buy a couple of bikes for this. Thank you, Ryan, for your time. And thanks for welcoming us into, uh, into your garage for our yeah. garage. Just mine for today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and of course, if you have questions for me, uh, you can reach out on Instagram and Twitter at Dawn Patrol MTB. And of course, find us on our website, DawnPatrolMTB.com. We've got all sorts of great content uh, going up every day. So 
please check that out. Thank you, Ryan. It's wonderful to be here. Uh, and I want you to show me around and show me the manufacturing. Cool. Yeah, no problem. All right. Thanks. We'll catch you guys next time on the next In the Garage. So be a good year, you'll